1: Available from veterinary clinics and all good pet shops across Ireland. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: Bernardo gets behind her, and grabs her and throws her in into their their vehicle, their gold prelude, uh, and she is never seen alive again.
1: I'm Nicola Tallant. And you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. A murderous couple who looked like ordinary newlyweds, but who hid a dark secret. A series of shocking rapes and murders of teenage girls and finally a bust up between them, which led to their capture. So who were the Ken and Barbie killers and Why are they still making headlines almost 30 years after their crimes? Today, I'm talking with Toronto Sun crime correspondent Brad Hunter about Paul Bernardo and his former wife Carla Hamolka, who encouraged his sadistic behaviour and even joined in his shocking spree of violence and death across Canada. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Why were they uh, called the Ken and Barbie... Killers, like why was it, that? Obviously, was about the dolls or whatever. But was it because they were such a kind of good-looking couple?
0: Sure, they, they were. For starters, it's rare that you see couples that kill together, mm. and rare, rare still that they're attractive. She was a pretty blonde. He was a handsome uh, boy next door looking sort of a uh, sort of character, and they were ready made for tabloids, you know, including you know, uh, bikini pictures and whatnot. And and there was just, I mean, in our files at the Toronto Sun, there's a zillion pictures of them in, you know, various activities.
1: So this was, <laughs> uh, they, they were um, like, this happened back in a day when there wasn't social media. So somebody obviously handed over pictures like they obviously, somebody obviously handed over the wedding album or something, did they?
0: Yeah, that's that's right. Well, wedding albums and all sorts of other uh, pictures that emerged from people that knew them. Uh, you know, pictures, of, as I said, her in a bikini and, you know, waving and all sorts of things like that. That Those pictures emerged and, you know, they sort of uh, sort of underscored that the story was, you know, Mm-hmm. fairly, you know, and going to be an interesting yarn. Yeah. You know, it wasn't a creepy old man in a raincoat hiding around the corner.
1: So this happened in 1995 and, and you know, still a sensational story, which is why we're talking about it today. Uh, Carla Homolka had a very different outcome to her then husband Paul Bernardo, but she, we we'll come to her in a minute, but basically he is beginning to make his way out of the prison system?
0: I wouldn't say he's making his way out of the prison system. What I would say is that any step he takes out of the worst possible circumstances in the Canadian Correctional uh, Service uh, sends people round the twist. They just go out of their mind. He's he's still he's still uh, designated a dangerous offender. When you designated a dangerous offender in Canada, that means uh, it's unlikely you're ever going to see the light of day.
1: Mm. And what's the uh, the prisons like? Where has he been held up to now? Because he's moved to a more medium security prison, of course, which has caused this outrage. But what's what, what was his conditions like before then? He he
0: initially went in to uh, a building called, uh, you know, the K- Kingston Penitentiary, about three hours east of Toronto. It sits on Lake Ontario and is probably, it still stands, but it's not a prison anymore, but it's probably the creepiest building in the country. It's old, it's, you know, from 1831. It's damp. It's, mm. you know, not a very pleasant place. And that closed, in, I think, 2011, and he was moved to another uh, maximum security prison called Millhaven, oh, about 20 minutes from uh, from Kingston Penitentiary. And now he's moved to this uh, medium security prison in uh, Quebec that is uh, su- substantially less onerous on its guests.
1: Mm. So would he be getting temporary release or anything like that? Or has he family that visit him, do you know, or?
0: I don't know what that situation was. He had a, a fraught relationship with his family. I mean, he found out when he was about 16 that his, that his uh, father wasn't his biological father and the result of a, a, an affair from his mother. And, you know, he proceeded to call her, you know, slut and whore and all these sort of things. And she called him... Uh, you know uh, the devil's child so it wasn't uh it wasn't like the cleavers or a warm sitcom family or anything like that certainly uh but i he he has a he has had a roster of uh, women who are for lack of a better term called it would be fangirls who you know send him you know naughty pictures and cheer him on and they're kind of obsessed with him, which I guess, you know, you get with a substantial amount of killers. Richard Ramirez, the night stalker, he had that as well.
1: There's no accounting for women's taste, Brad, though. No, 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 apparently not. (laughs) So, look, we better really discuss what they did and, you know, how they got together and what, what actually happened that continues to revile Canada in such a way.
0: Okay. What happened uh, was is, is that now Bernardo, before he had met Carla Hamolka in the late 1980s, he was already prowling as a rapist. He was known as the Scarborough rapist, but they just didn't know it was Bernardo for a very long time uh, until some of your DNA technology started coming online. But he met her at a um she worked at a pet store or a vet clinic in St. Catharines in Niagara, where I took you to when you were uh, when yeah. visiting. Yeah. Um And and she was at a pet store convention in uh, in Scarborough, where he lived in a suburb of Toronto. And they met at a hotel and had breakfast and hooked up and things uh, went from uh, zero to sixty. Extremely. Quickly. Now, one thing to remember, uh, and the criminal psychologist pointed this out, uh, that Bernardo never killed until he met Carla Homolka. But uh, so they would ostensibly be on the outside, this sort of, you know, yuppie couple, good looking, like the finer things in life, that sort of thing. and. But he had, he had, this is before they were ever married. Mm -hmm. He had um, taken a a fancy to um, Carla Homolka's younger sister, Tammy Homolka, who was 14 at the time. Mm -hmm. And so because Carla was not a virgin when they met, she felt her obligation to gift bernardo for christmas 1990 with her younger sister tammy's virginity so they uh drugged her and carla had sex with her sister you know her comatose sister and uh bernardo had sex with her but she began choking and you know and 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 consequently died from the drugs now The whole investigation is botched from top to bottom, Mm -hmm. like a massive amount of screw ups from the the beat coppers on it to detectives to just the coroners. It just couldn't be any worse. And so so here's this 14 year old uh, girl dead at Christmas 1990 and nobody bothers say oh geez maybe we should uh check and see what's in her system because 14 year old girls just don't die mm-hmm. but uh it's
1: an incredible but, so incredible I, jump between them meeting uh, falling in love marrying and then having a conversation about doing this to her sister and Carla herself taking a role in the sexual abuse of her sister like I mean that's so highly unusual
0: I think it was a matter of uh sort of sort of thing that they were like the wrong people to meet and they worked each other into a frenzy. Now, some of the uh the the, the videotapes and whatnot that, that you know were later transcribed at you know Bernardo's trial gives you a bit of an insight into this, that they would encourage each other. She would say how proud she felt as Bernardo was you know raping her sister on the last night of that poor child's life. Uh, you know that kind of talk. and he so they kind of worked a little bit in tandem and and he, she was every in in my mind's eye, she was every bit as bad as him. She made these things happen mm. and uh, whereas, you know, without the calming presence, of a friendly-faced blonde, you know, that they don't get at some of these girls.
1: Yeah. And, of course, actually, they were just engaged at the time of Tammy's death. But a year later, as they prepared for their wedding, uh, he woke her up in the middle of the night with a young girl that he'd kidnapped, a girl called That's Leslie right. Mahaffey.
0: That's correct,
1: mm-hmm. yes.
0: And poor Leslie Mahaffey and her her, her poor family uh, you know, as as teenagers do, was going through a bit of a rebellious uh, stage, and her mother had locked her out of their house in Burlington, which is, you know, half an hour or so down the road, forty minutes down the road from St. Catharines, where Bernardo and Hamolka were. Um. So he was Bernardo was there stealing license plates. And in the early morning hours, and she made the mistake of getting into his car and was taken back to St. Catharines, where horrific events uh, unfolded. And uh, in, in a bitterly ironic twist, her remains, which were in concrete blocks, were uh, uh, found uh, the morning of, uh, started being found the morning of uh, Bernardo and Homolka's wedding. That uh, later that summer,
1: she had been chopped up and and you know that
0: that's correct. Dumped in this
1: Lake Gibson, um. So and they
0: had kept her for a number of days and and had sexually ass- both of them sexually assaulted and tortured her and. Bernardo uh, would always later insist that, you know, his intention was to let, you know, let these victims go uh, because, you know, and, and you know, prior, you know, he hadn't, to meeting Carl Homolka, he hadn't killed anybody, He'd, you know raped a bunch of women, but he hadn't, he hadn't murdered. He hadn't gone to the next step. Is that, so he, is that for well, sure?
1: Or is that, you know, is yeah, that, is that oh, for that's sure? True. Yeah. That, okay. That is true. That's not something that's, you know, is suspected or that maybe there's somebody that nobody knows of. And um, April 16th, 1991 is the next victim, a 15 year old schoolgirl. I think Kristen French. Um, that's right. And she's again abducted. I mean, these two together are the most dangerous of dangerous Uh, essentially serial killers both.
0: Yes. Yeah, and they don't, they don't I mean, and part of the thing what makes them so dangerous Mm. of course, they don't look like uh, serial killers and uh, Kristen French was, you know how they got her, you know Carla waves her over to their car so, you know a respectable looking young woman, you know, asks hey, you know, where are we going sort of thing you know you know, you're going to say, yeah, okay, well, you know, here's where you go. But what Bernardo gets behind her and grabs her and throws her in into their their vehicle, their gold prelude, uh, and she is never seen alive again. Mm. Um, uh, and the it's the same, you know, I won't belabor the macabre details, but but she's. Um, you know, she's later. Uh, you know, also found dead, but she's found dead in Burlington on a road, in a ditch near Burlington, Ontario, which is where Leslie Mahaffey was from, and it's okay. you know forty yeah. minutes away. But you've got the uh, yeah, well, I, and, and the police don't really seem to know what to do. I mean, a number of times, due diligence. I mean, due diligence. With uh, Carla Homolka's uh, sister Tammy, you know, would have ended it there.
1: But, you know. And of course, it's always the same, maybe when we're looking back at a different time and different policing. Um, You know, so 93, so two years later, um, he turns his violence on Carla and beats her and she leaves him. Um, But around that same time, and whether that's linked or not isn't clear the police investigating earlier rapes finally kind of start coming to his door because of dna samples
0: that's that's right toronto police uh are i mean niagara police are investigating the murders but it's toronto police who are investigating the rapes and you know they've they've got people friends of bernardo's telling him you know this might be your guy. And, you know, in addition, they they get the DNA. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, DNA is even slower then than it is now. But it starts coming together uh, on on Bernardo. And so I think I think the two of them uh, felt the walls were were closing in. And, uh, you know, Carla Hamolka decided to save herself. Mm. And and there wasn't ever going to be much choice that she was that that's what she was going to do. So, so, so she decided
1: to 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 blame him. And that's right. They obviously hadn't discovered the videos of of her own participation at that point.
0: No, no, absolutely. The deal was that, that her her lawyer George Walker signed with the Crown. Ray Houlihan, was that you know. They couldn't they said, you know, okay, you know, twelve years sort of thing, uh, and you know, you're a battered woman, you're testifying and all this sort of stuff. Uh, so but it didn't have Bernardo had hidden uh, these these videotapes, which, to would be describe them as harrowing would be mm. a gross understatement, but he had hid them. And so when the police arrived at the house, they missed the tapes that were hidden in the ceiling. Uh, you know, another uh, another screw up. And I mean, but part of the deal for Homolka was, is that obviously, you know, her involvement had to be what she said it was. It could not be, you know, one iota more.
1: Mm.
0: And But of course, these, they finally... So Bernardo tells his lawyer at the time, a gentleman named Ken Murray, where these tapes are and to get them. Now, he gets them. He's replaced as Bernardo's lawyer by one of the top lawyers in Canada, a man named John Rosen. Rosen gets the tapes and, um, you know, he, he turns them over to uh The police, but he also knows what they are because they don't uh, show Carla Hamolka on the sidelines or not present. They show her as an absolute full participant in the tortures and slings and sexual assaults of these young women. But the deal with her is not rescinded because at the time there was a. yeah, you know, I I, 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 without without sounding like a men's rights advocate or anything like that, there was a hardcore uh, minister of the attorney general, uh, or attorney general here, who uh, was very um, ideologically feminist, and so she let Hamolka's deal continue on. Even though it should have been her duty to uh, to, to pull that deal right there and then, mm. and that that was all based on ideology, and it sends people it sends people to this day absolutely out of their minds.
1: Yeah, because she walked free in two thousand and five, and I mean, amazingly, there's photographs of her going about her business, married, got kids, goes out and does the shopping like the rest of us. And uh,
0: kindergarten, you know, t- teach him, you know, helps out at the school.
1: I mean, that's extraordinary. <laughs> yes, it is. And he has remained in prison. And if he is is moved to a smaller, uh, a uh, sorry, a, a lesser stringent prison, the country is up in arms. I mean, that is a peculiar situation if ever there was one.
0: Oh, oh certainly. I mean, and the thing is, is it hasn't been... Uh, it hasn't been very transparent at all, like like zero. Well, you know what's the justification from moving this monster to an easier prison, right? And and there's, you know, and that's a big problem, you know, with corrections in this country and you know, the prison system in this country is they don't tell you anything. There's no justification and whatnot. So suddenly you know you've got a child killer uh in you know n- native healing even though they're not native healing and it's all very a pleasant experience you know <laughs> and what's this person doing there and people you know rightly so go out of their minds so it's what all this has done is, is it's left the justice system in you know in a state of ill repute because you know the flip of you know the Justice has to be seen to be done. It's not. Whereas it's very ideologically driven for rehabilitation and uh, a, a, a very naive view that you know you and I don't don't tend to share is that uh, you know oh you know he's all right he won't do anything else again he's not like that you know he's 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 cured he's fixed right. You
1: know, and has she ever has she ever given an interview? Has she ever said anything since she was released? Well, she she
0: um she gave an interview in French. That was kind of a, a, a she she sort of was sent to this cozy club sort of thing in Quebec, mm-hmm. uh, where you know it was you know they kind of lived in dorms and. They didn't get upset if the, the inmates had sex with each other and they would do, they would you know wear little bat, black uh, dresses and have functions like that. And, and so it was really, you know, as the Americans would call it, a, a club fed sort of situation. Mm. And so she picks up French at that point. So she gave the interview in French, partly, I think, as a middle finger to the, you know, English speaking media. Mm. but uh and, and you know it's you know a case of denied, deny, deny basically continued, and, and nobody you know nobody believes it. The evidence was there that showed that, hey, you know you weren't along for the ride, you were a
1: participant and is he probably is he probably Canada's most notorious prisoner?
0: Uh, Yes, I would say so. I mean, part of the reason is... His move,
1: actually, his move, Brad, has made the BBC. Did you know that? What's that? His move to the sort of medium security prison last week made the BBC. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. Did they they dig up uh, half a dozen uh, pro-prison advocates that said maybe this is a good thing?
1: No, they just did did it straight and, and said that he'd been moved to a lower security prison, sparking outrage. And, well, that, and
0: that's quite right. I, I mean, there at one point at the time there was publication bans on Carla Moika's trial, right? So you couldn't her days in court, you couldn't report about it. But and you know they were stopping newspaper delivery trucks at the border from coming across with all the details and mm. blacking out, uh, you know, American TV shows and American news and things like that. You know, which is again a very different time. Yeah. But uh, I I would say Bernardo, yeah, Bernardo, partly because, you know, his crimes were committed in the most populous area of the country. I'd say he's Canada's most notorious, uh, most notorious killer. Um, You know, then there's William Picton, who's the, the pig farmer killer, who you know, murdered all those, uh, you know, uh, prostitutes at his pig farm in British Columbia. Oh, God,
1: that Uh, sounds horrific. Oh, it's awful. Have you not heard of that one? No, I have not heard of a man. I'll send you a link to to it. (laughs) Yeah, just to keep me up at night. Yeah, nice little bedtime reading there. (laughs) the pig farmer murdering all the prostitutes. But yeah, no, I will, of course. I'll be able able to hear you
0: vomiting across the
1: ocean. (laughs) yeah we shouldn't be laughing at that um yeah no i'll have i'll have a I'll have a look at that because uh yeah, I hadn't heard of that case, but um, look, isn't it extraordinary after all these years though that it's still there in the headlines, and yet she's living sort of in total freedom in a new life and uh um you know got off, and you'd wonder in her life what has happened since has she actually completely without him lived an utterly innocent ordinary life and uh, is she a respectable housewife with with her three children and they're in private schools I see she was actually volunteering in the school but was they they sort of decided that they she wouldn't pass the what we would call the um, you have to get sanction here from the the police to be working with children I'm sure she wouldn't have passed that given her history but Yeah, it's just it is an extraordinary case and that it's still it's still uh, in the in the public conscience to this day.
0: It it does resonate. It's one of those, uh, you know, and I'm sure you know, no such cases uh, over in Ireland that that really resonate that almost, you know, the timeline of a great metropolis or country or whatever can in an odd way be set by some of its most horrendous crimes mm. and 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 that's that's what this is there's not uh, the fascination continues the 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 outrage uh and all things encompassing this this is, this is not something that's faded away well you know even before the recent news with Bernardo I mean even and and with Homolka is, is that once every, you know, three or four years, an enterprising reporter decides I'm gonna go see what she's up to. Mm. And, you know, so, uh, you know, one writer said at the time that her true sentence would be that, you know, uh, you know, lunatics would be on her like flies to shit. And and she would never, ever be able to, uh, you know, get a moment's peace, really, because you know, she's going to be hounded by the press and whatnot until the day she pegs out.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, well, Brad Hunter, thank you for telling us that story. And uh, Thanks, Nicole. You take care of yourself. Talk to you soon about the pig farmer. <laughs> you betcha. Take care. All, All right. right. Yeah. Thanks, Brad. Bye bye. You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from SundayWorld.com, produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. Research assistant is Claude If you like this show and love true crime, leave us a review. Or why not download the free Sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe.